Hello, and welcome to the Conscious Hoofbeat Podcast. This is a podcast that explores the interconnectedness of our health and the health of our horses through self-care, mindfulness, and personal development, along with a little equine wisdom and wellness. I am your host, Dr. Pamela Maynard. I am a published author and researcher, equine body worker, energy facilitator, and I am passionate about deepening our connection with horses. If you want a more meaningful relationship with your horse, it starts within yourself. So don't forget to go to ConsciousHoofBeat.com, sign up for our exclusive email list to get the Conscious Hoofbeat monthly, and start your journey today. Today I want to talk to you about my spiritual practice with horses. I always say that the barn is my church and being with horses is a contemplative practice. And I get really, really sensitive to when people, and I have to say usually non-horse people, are out in the barn and they make fun of the horses, they tease the horses, or they say stupid things. For example, my least favorite, and yes, it usually comes from some dude, is when they ask me something to the effect of if I get turned on when I ride, because riding is like sex. To this day, I don't even really know how to respond to that because it is just so stupid, and several of my horse friends have experienced the same stupid question. So in addition to the stupid sex innuendos, What I have realized is what bothers me the most is it's just the sheer disregard for my reverence in the barn, along with disrespect to these amazing sentient beings. I have also come to realize that people who are not capable of having respect for non-human animals most likely don't have any respect for me as a human being either. And probably on another level, they don't have any respect for themselves. I've realized over the years that the main reason this disrespect bothers me so much and it eats at my insides is because horses really are my spiritual practice. As soon as I walk into their space, my reverence begins. It is like walking into a church, a stupa, or a monastery. And wouldn't wouldn't scream or yell or ask if you were turned on by being in a church, right? Spiritual teachers teach us that when you are in nature, you are closest to God. For me, I am closest to my higher power when I am at one with my horses. From the moment I step out the door to feed them their breakfast, I begin my spiritual practice. I breathe in the fresh outdoor air. I take in the scenery of green grass and a grand cottonwood tree that provides shade in their pasture. The numerous birds greet me with friendly bird talk, and as I walk towards the barn, my horses stand at the fence with bright eyes and ears pricked forward. The sounds of their whinnies and neighs calm me and bring me an overall peace. I proceed to feed my horses their special mash. This mash consists of toxic weed-free hay pellets that I soak with warm water, and I cut up little organic 
carrots for them and put their supplements in it. And each horse has their own individualized supplement regimen based on monthly muscle testing that I do specifically for each horse. And their bodies openly receive the nourishment I provide them. And their overall health says, thank you. By afternoon, I proceed to engage my horses in their regular exercise routine, body work, and just some basic attention. And sometimes, I just sit and watch them. Yeah, I love to ride and work on my liberty training, but it isn't just about riding and working the horses. It is about being present in their natural wisdom and listening to what they have to share. I feed my horses, I clean my horses' manure, and give them the care and attention they deserve. And in return, they fill my soul. I have never experienced anything else that fills my soul and gives me peace the way being with horses does. And riding, that just takes it to a whole nother realm. My devotion to these animals and my practice outweighs anything else I do in life. So much that I would dare to say that horses are indeed my spiritual practice. The barn is my church. When I talk to them, I'm talking to God. And when they talk back, God is talking to me. But only if and when I choose to listen. I have unspoken rules that I live by in the presence of horses. First, I practice awareness. Being aware of my surroundings and the surroundings of my horses is pertinent to their well-being. I am aware of their current physical and mental state. And in addition, I make sure they are aware of me. Second, I make sure that I give back to my horses more than I receive from them. What I receive from my horses is kind of endless, but first and foremost, I choose to give them peace and tranquility. Third, I take into consideration the law of cause and effect. If I cause any action that instigates a force of energy, I should expect a result. If I am mean to my horses, I can expect them to not be very nice back to me. And if I choose to love and have compassion towards my horses, I can expect them to show love and compassion towards me. Next, I strive to maintain my goal of intention with my horses. My overall intention is for optimal physical and emotional health and well-being. After that, my intentions vary depending on the day, time, and activity. Most of all, I allow my power of intention to influence my rides. This is a combination of what my goals are for a specific ride and making sure I am grounded and balanced so I can communicate to the best of my ability with my horse. It is important that I am clear with my intentions and desires with my horses because my horses easily pick up on my energy and they know if I am off base or not. Last, I focus on my purpose and my horse's purpose. For example, I have a 20-year-old green broke gelding. 
It isn't his fault that his original owner did not start his training until he was 12 and then sold him to someone who was not a good match. And despite the fact that he had a late start and then was sold to not the right woman who didn't really do him right, he really does want to be a good boy. And as much as I would like to train him to you know, high levels and show him, the reality is that that's not going to happen. His purpose is to be a very special companion horse and has taught me a ton of lessons in regards to horses, people, and life. And even though I believe he is living his life purpose, once in a while he reminds me that it isn't always about being on purpose. Sometimes he just wants to be loved on. And besides, isn't that all we could ever ask or want from life, is to just be loved? Thank you for listening this week, and until next time, go love and enjoy your horse.